You need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the National Hockey League. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the bigger at the biggest stories and game recaps each and every day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's Kraken hockey fans? Eric Lindsay Ayala coming to you in a uh, late afternoon, early evening Eastern Time episode of Locked On Kraken. I wish I could say that I waited intentionally. Nope. You know, life sometimes just throws you curveballs and you, you roll on with it. But I'm actually glad that I didn't record until later because we've we've got some Kraken news to talk about. Um, first and foremost, let's just wish Chanel Keenan safe travels back from Seattle, spending time with her crew, her Kraken crew. And uh, replacing the sticker on her wheelchair to a Seattle Kraken sticker. There is a video. I'm going to link it. You should check it out. Uh, Remember when we had her on the podcast, first ever guest, second episode though. So make sure you listen to episode two, technically the third episode ever out because we had that whole episode zero teaser thing. She would not divulge. She was holding it close to the chest with her loyalties would be I think she had a great time as did we all at the expansion draft which then drizzled right on into the entry draft getting to see the picks happen from the space needle what is not to love Chanel welcome to the squid squad that's number one number two is that uh we had another trade We got another trade. So the Seattle Kraken have acquired another fourth round pick, this time from the 2023 NHL draft, this time from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for defenseman Curtis McDermott, who was selected by the Kraken from the Los Angeles Kings in the 2021 NHL expansion draft on July 21. Now, I told you Ron Francis was not done. I told you... I, this is weeks now because the show is almost almost a month old, right? We'll be a month old um, next week. Oh, well, we'll be a month old on Thursday. But uh, I told you this was going to be a young team. Dave Haxtell was an indication that this was going to be a young team. They're getting draft picks. Now, will they keep these? Who's to say? But the thing about the expansion draft, yeah, you need some guys. But Ron Francis, the more I got, I got to spend time with the guy. He gave me a head nod, you know. I'm acting like I don't know the guy. But I got to interview him in in real life a few times. I just get this aura of he wants what he wants, you know. And in the expansion draft, you're limited. But in free agency... Speaking of free agency, one 
Jaden Schwartz has been attached to the Seattle Kraken. Now, yesterday I was hearing that Jaden had great conversations with the Kraken, was thinking about it, but wanted to see who the Seattle Kraken were going to sign in free agency. Well, that changed today as we started seeing multiple reports. I saw ESPN put something out. Um, multiple reports that Jaden is pretty much coming to Seattle. So, uh, you know, it's no longer play Gloria. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how y'all felt about that. I I loved it. Okay, I absolutely loved it. I always thought um, Irene Cara sung that song though, so it was interesting to kind of live that moment. Anyway, what do I know about Jaden Schwartz? I don't know much about him per se. I know more about his sister who passed away, and that is because his sister Mandy Schwartz played at Yale. And she was teammates and good friends with Bray Ketchum, now Bray Ketchum Peel, who played in the CWHL, but also in the NWHL for my personal favorite team, the New York Riveters. Now they're the Metropolitan Riveters. And they would do um, the Riveters, that is, and the NWHL, but specifically the Riveters because Bray Ketchum is on the Mandy Schwartz Foundation board. She knows the family. Um, they look for bone marrow donors, um, because it was a rare type of cancer that Mandy had, which is why she passed away. So, uh, the first time I went to Nashville was for a game where they were playing the blues. Was it during, it might've been the year of their Stanley Cup run now that I think about it. I have to cross-check that. What was that? What year was that? I'm acting like you can interact with me as I'm recording this. But let me know. Leave a review. Leave a comment on social media. Was that 2019? Was that 2019? What's happening? But uh, if it was 2019, that's the year that I went down to Nashville and I saw... The Blues have put together this promo about Jaden and his family, his sister, the foundation. And the young woman who they had there who received a bone marrow transplant because someone was added to the registry at a St. Louis Blues game. They met. There was this whole video. It was a thing. And I recognized them at this Nashville game. And I can't remember the details of why they were in Nashville, but I asked to take a picture. And um, there was a gentleman wearing a Jaden Schwartz jersey. And he asked, hey, you know, what are you, what are you taking a picture? I was like, oh, I, I recognize them from the thing. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, did you know Mandy? I was like, no, but I know Bray Ketchum. She plays in the NWHL. He's like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I, for, I forget the father's name, but he, he's like, you know, I'm, that, that was my daughter. He's my son. And, you know, that's my family. I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Um, he passed away, though. Um, I want to say mm, not, a, not quite a year but yeah, Mr. Schwartz passed away. So anyway, that's that's what I know about Jaden Schwartz. I did see him play. It had to be that year. It had to be 2019 because I started watching, not just because of Play Gloria, but I started watching because of that whole thing, uh, the playoffs, a little bit more. 
and I remember being really excited. I feel like Jaden, like, he, like, scored a, a few times in the playoffs as memory serves. This is all off of the top of my head. If you are new to the podcast, I just started watching hockey about seven years ago, and I this will be my first year covering the National Hockey League and, like, watching games other than the ones that I get free tickets to. I know it's, like, weird to say, and some people are like, like, what's that about? Listen, I know the game of hockey. I just don't know NHL culture, which, honestly, sometimes I think is a really good thing. RockAuto.com is my favorite family-owned business, been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. Online, you can find everything you need as the do-it-yourselfer, or maybe you just have specific make, model, parts, you need it all, you go to RockAuto.com. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Typed locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i don't want to say he's like a baby vet that's a term i get from the wmba i don't know if he's like a full-on baby vet but young enough but also with enough experience is kind of what I'm getting at. That's the sense of what I feel like the vibe is around Jaden Schwartz. Get him at a good price. We'll find out. It's not official yet. Uh, get him at a good price. Want a Stanley Cup? Who doesn't want that, right? Let's go. Ronnie's got one. Or however many. I, see what I mean? I know enough to know that he's a Hockey Hall of Famer. I know that he's won at least one Stanley Cup. I know that he played for uh, the Whalers. Almost said the Whale because women's hockey. For the Whalers, and then that's, you know, with Carolina and, and whatnot. Uh, played in Pittsburgh. Is that where he won? I, I'm asking you like you can answer. I'm sorry. But this is raw. This is real. I don't, I prep for these shows. Of course I do. But uh, sometimes you just get it. Get it as it flows. Today is one of those days. But let's learn. Educate me. Okay? I have things that I want to share about the Seattle Kraken, about how I see the NHL, and then I hope that you will engage with me on social media. Please be nice. Please be nice. If you're not, I will still engage with you. I'm not one to ignore the comments. That's not my vibe, just so you know. But if you come incorrect, you better be ready to defend your opinions because, uh... I will poke massive holes through them, just so you know. Anyway, um, so so we're making moves. I told you this was going to happen. All signs pointed to youth. And I want to say the sweet spot for Ronnie Francis and his crew is like that three-year, maybe five if they got to push it. But in three years, he wants to have his team. He wants to have his team in three years. I don't I'm getting this off of vibes, truly. You know, in basketball spaces, they call me auntie. You know, in, you know, culturally, auntie means a lot of things. Obviously, it means that I have a sibling that has children, but uh, which I don't, not in real life anyway. Um, I do have siblings, though. They do not have children. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it implies that there is some care that you have. You have uh, some stature in the family, but you're a free loving spirit. You've got that auntie vibe, good vibes only, sometimes a little bit tipsy at the family reunion because you can do that. You don't have children. Aunties can be a little on the younger side. Maybe they're the younger sibling young auntie vibes then you've got older sage like auntie vibes either way it's all vibes that's my point here auntie vibes are telling me that's what that's what ronnie wants it's a, it's a good timeline you don't you know go out the gate expecting to make the, the stanley cup final we know, we know, yes, we know about those other people and what they did. Apparently, their goalie's on the move. Interesting hearing that. Not surprised, though. Um, it's a sweet spot. Three years. The first year, you learn. The second year, you adjust. The third year, you master. That's what it is. That's what it is. Auntie Vibes are telling me that's what it is. So if you get them young, then you can create and mold the culture because it's all about the culture. Ronnie Francis, Dave Haxtell, that's all they talk about. The culture. Great way to make sure you have the culture you want is to create it. And the best way to create a culture is to get young guys and mold them into the type of hockey player that you want them to be. Another way, obviously, is by injecting experience type of guy that, you know, is more or less... I mean, they say this about every hockey player, which we definitely know is not true. But, um, you know, he's a good guy. Puts his head down. Plays the game right. You know, all of that stuff that people say. Um, but I get the sense, you know, Ron, Ron Francis means it. He wants guys that are competitive, but that they're going to compete and honor the game and honor their opponents. What does that mean? To me, that's a person that shows up and they don't cheat. They don't cheat the game. They train hard. They work on their body. And they give as much as they get. And they expect to get the best that their opponent has has to offer because they're going to give their best every single shift that's what i get that's what i get those are the auntie vibes that's that's what the auntie vibes are picking up so that's what i mean when i say the vibes i haven't looked at the odds yet i know i said i'd do that and especially on this episode we got some uh, potential players coming to the seattle kraken but if you want to know our odds for winning the 2022 stanley cup all you got to do is head over to betonline.ag it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action even predictions for the future so before the next pick before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, head over to Bet Online. You can use your laptop, your mobile device, whatever you got, and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. We're going to end this show. Speaking to, or you're going to hear me speak to Chris Drieger. This is back on the expansion draft, but 
free agent, unrestricted free agent, talks a little bit about that. Um, kind of seeing the writing on the wall with Florida. Was it going to be a situation where he'd get a, a start here and there versus coming to Seattle and maybe being that top guy? Well, you're going to hear from Chris Drieger. So tomorrow on tomorrow's show, we'll see what else happens. I want to get you to know some of the guys that we did pick, that we did sign. So today's Chris Drieger. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably talk um, or you'll hear from uh, Tanev. <laughs> Freaking guy in his uh, headshot. Hilarious. But um, so that's what we're going to do this week is kind of get you. So you heard from Maddie Beneers yesterday. We'll do Chris Drieger and Tanev, Brandon Tanev, uh, tomorrow. So that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll give you two more prospects. And that'll be kind of wrapping up and using this week to wrap up the expansion draft, the entry draft. And then coming up in the next few weeks of Locked on Kraken, I want to get into the history of Seattle hockey. I know I promised you an episode on the history of women's, girls and women's hockey in Seattle. I am keeping that one because I want to make sure we get to the news um, because you're going to love this. I loved this conversation. You're going to love this conversation. There's so much hockey history, even though we were focused mostly on uh, the girls and women's side of things. But there's so much overlap, which is what, unfortunately, we don't draw enough attention to. But that's why you got me. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm your host of Locked on Kraken. So close out the show listening to Chris Jeeger. And until tomorrow, hope you stay locked on Kraken. Right in there. All right. Is that good, guys? Yeah. Okay, Chris. Chris so I started here. How'd you end up finding out? Was it Twitter like everybody else, or was it a phone call, or how did it come about? Uh, so my, you know, I was a UFA, so um, I'd heard some rumblings earlier in the year. Um, you know, they had kind of made it public that they are interested in me, so I'd given some thought to coming to Seattle beforehand, for sure. Um, you know, and it kind of became more clear, um, you know, that they had a little bit of money locked up in Florida, and that maybe, you know, I'd be better suited elsewhere, so... Um, but yeah, in the last few days, uh, there kind of been some negotiations, you know, between my agent and, and uh, Seattle, and we ended up coming to an agreement. So I found out a few days before, so it's been uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I know there's some reporting done on it, so I've had a lot of people reaching out, friends and family. So it's been a really exciting couple of days. What are your impressions, Chris? Is that, I mean, you got guys in I mean, yeah. Can you beat this? Like, this is incredible. Like, what a view, right? So, no, it's been great. And, and I've been to Seattle a little bit. Uh, I played in the Western Hockey League. So, I, you know, I would play against the Thunderbirds here. That was a couple years ago now. So, uh, my memory is a little bit foggy. But, um, you know, coming here, it's beautiful, beautiful day, too. The water, you know, the city, right in the mountains. I flew right over the mountains coming in here. So, um, you know, and not to, that's not even to mention the fan, the fan base that we got here. So we got some of them right behind me here. So yeah. and uh, a ton out there. So it's been really incredible, a lot of energy, and uh, you know, really exciting couple of days. In terms of putting a new team together, just kind of starting from the ground floor. I mean, it's a new experience for everybody, yourself included. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, pretty crazy times. You know, this is kind of a once in a generation thing. You know, obviously we had one with Vegas, but after this, it's probably it's probably done. So. Um, pretty special to be a part of history and, and be a part of the expansion uh, process. So um, just trying to soak everything in and, and enjoy it as much as I can. So when you are in this situation, I mean, I know you're thinking about what you do in terms of getting prepared. Are you looking around and finding out who else could be going or are you just kind of concentrating on yourself? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously I was interested in 
maybe who my teammates could be, but uh, you know, I'm in the same position as you guys. I'm speculating, so um, I try not to give it too much too much thought and just kind of wait and see how things play out. You know, I got got some time now, and now everything's kind of coming out, and I'll have a better idea. So uh, just going from there. Are you close with anybody that you've seen drafted already? Um, I wouldn't say close, close, but I definitely have some connections with some of the guys. Uh, Jordan Everly skated with him a few summers ago in Calgary. I stayed there um, and then played against a couple guys in the Western League before, played against a couple guys, obviously, around the league. Um, so, yeah, there's there's the hockey community is small, so there's always going to be those little connections, but uh, it seems like an incredible group of guys, and uh, I think we're going to bond quickly. From your conversations with either Coach Axel or Francis or through your agent, do you know what kind of team that they're trying to be and what, how do you think you can help them? Yeah, it's a great question. One of the first questions I asked Ron, I said, Ron, what, what do you think about, you know, how are you going to build this team? And, uh, you know, he, he kind of directed me, and obviously I knew this, uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes and how he built that team from the ground up, and he was looking to do a similar thing there. Um, you know, being in Florida, I played a lot against that uh, franchise, and, and they're pretty well built, so it seems like they're going to play some good defense, tight um, you know, which as a goalie is kind of what you want to hear. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then uh, just have a big decor and you obviously play the right way, um, you know, with good coaching and, and uh, an emphasis on the special team. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing how that all comes together in the next, uh, you know, few months here. Chris, personally, based around the experience you got last year and the success you had, how big of an opportunity is this for you to step in and maybe be a yeah, I mean, it's it's an incredible opportunity for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not really too worried about, um, you know, the situation with the other guys. Um, you know, there was a, uh, obviously, a situation where Carey Price could have came, and it would have been a similar situation to what I was in in Florida. And, you know what, I thought about that, and I said, you know what, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to worry about my game and doing what I do um, to be successful. So, um, but, yeah, like you said, um, there's a lot of opportunity, and, and I'm looking forward to just playing my game and uh, you know, letting things unfold. Kind of a small question, but given that you had some time, have you already thought about things like mask design, moving out here, or has it just kind of been one day at a time for you? Yeah, maybe the first thing I thought about was mask design. It's always kind of <laughs> the gears are turning for sure, and there's so much to work with here. Um, and it's the first mask, obviously, or one of the first masks um, to be to be painted for the Seattle Kraken. So uh, between that and my pad design, and uh, you know the, the, the gears are the gears are turning. So I, I'm really excited, um, and I think we're going to have some fun with it and, and hopefully get get I creative. The Mandalorian mask, right? Is that going to make another appearance here in uh, Seattle? You think? I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's I've kind of done it already, so. I've been sneaking the baby Yoda on there um, just because he's a good guy to have on your side, I've decided. So uh, he might make an appearance, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see. What do you think as a player is going to be the challenge of bringing a whole new group of players together? Not any guys that have chemistry and hangover to, and all that fully from the ground up. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, there's challenges with that, but there's also the fact that, you know, we're all on the same page and we're all in it together. Um, we're, all, we're all coming from separate teams, and you know, I think, I think, you know, when you have that kind of situation where it just levels the playing field, then guys can really, you know, get to know each other pretty quickly. So, um, I, I, I have some friends that, that uh, did it in Vegas, and they said there's kind of this camaraderie around the room. So, 
Um, you know, Ron obviously looks at the leadership and the character of the guys, and it seems like that's um, you know one of his top priorities. So, I think with with the character of the group that he's chosen, I think you know it's going to be it's going to be a quick uh, process to get everyone together and kind of on the same page. Throughout the process, how much conversation did you have with the organization about some of the things that they're doing to complement what will happen on the ice? Everything from analytics to really being inclusive and diverse in how they're hired. Yeah, so uh, we haven't really got there. I mean, obviously, Seattle's an incredible city uh, on the on the bleeding edge, um, you know, of, of uh, social movements. So um, that's obviously going to be a part of what we do. And, and uh, looking at ownership, you know, they've been incredible in giving back to the community. So, um, you know, one of the things that my girlfriend and I talked about kind of right away was, you know, hey, like, let's get involved in the community. Let's make a difference here. So really excited. I think Seattle's got a ton to offer, and uh, we're really excited to get things going. You mentioned that. You heard that Seattle might be in you a while ago. Uh, in an expansion year, is that a talk around the room? Of guys talking about it could be me, could be you. Is that something that you guys? It, it's kind of a about? it's kind of a joke in the room, like <laughs> uh, you know, see you in Seattle if you have a bad game or whatever. But <laughs> but no, so like they kind of made it public. Um, I, I want to say maybe February, January, February that they were they had interest in me. Um, so that obviously, you know, spurred a conversation with my agent, like, you know, let's, let's consider this, but, um, you know, I was a UFA, so I, I, I you know, I could have gone, um, pretty much anywhere. I, well, not anywhere, obviously <laughs> at the teams that would have, would have taken me. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, you know, something to, to consider, but I've been thinking about, um, you know, Seattle as being, um, one of my top options for, for a long time. Okay, and, guys, we'll do one more. Okay. When you look back over the last couple of years and how fast your career has accelerated and you think about being here now, what's kind of the thought process of that? Is it something you could even picture? Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's been a long road for me for sure. Uh, a lot of time spent in the minors, but uh, those years really helped me develop. And and uh, you know, I had some failures in that league that really caused me to, to learn and grow, um, you know, as a player and as a person. So, I think those struggles kind of helped me um, when I did get my chance. And you know, I came into Florida and, and got my first start, and you know, I was just kind of like felt good about it and knew how to act and. and um, you know, kind of felt good about my preparation and things like that. So um, it's been a long road, but I think all that stuff's helped me a lot. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just, you know, getting the ball ball rolling here in Seattle and, uh, yeah, starting the season. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Chris. Yeah, thanks, guys. NBA draft GOAT. Chad Ford, Locked On NBA host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get the local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern.